When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with my beloved wife, Lisa. Hello, baby. And we're going to be, hello, my dear. And we're going to be? We're going to be answering ah. questions. Well, we'll answer one, maybe two. We tend to <laughs> go real deep We'll be answering these. a question? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to start off with an iTunes review of the week. Word I actually really like doing these. And this is from L. Corliss. I have been listening for over a year and love, love this podcast and relationship theory podcast. Impact Theory has amazing guests. Listen to Goggins yesterday. Uh, Oh, sorry. Listen to Goggins best yet. I learn something new every day, especially grit. We need grit to accomplish our goals and listen to the examples of others have been really helpful. I love Tom and Lisa as they discuss listener questions on the Relationship Theory podcast. It's real and you learn about truly communicating and hear live how this couple negotiates and thinks about their marriage. Listen, you will be better for it. Wow. Amazing. Thank you, guys. And so, guys, we do now read our um, iTunes review of the week. We want to encourage people to be rating and reviewing our podcast. It's very meaningful to us in 2019 on how we plan to grow um, our plat or our company so please 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 do rate and review um, and if you have any relationship questions that you want us to answer you're welcome to stay anonymous just please say so and write questions to connect at impacttheory.com that's connect at impacttheory.com boom boom there all right is. let's go question on to the first one. question this is from colin What's the best way to motivate your partner towards their goals? And what's the best way to motivate your partner if they don't have defined goals? It's really interesting. We get asked this question a lot. And it makes me um, really want to try and figure out or even put together some tools that people would be able to use. In fact, Michelle, that's something like putting together a tool for people um, could be a really interesting way to, to draw people deeper into the community. So... Basically, it looks like this. You cannot want it for someone. It is like the greatest trauma of my life that you can't want it for somebody because we all have someone in our life that we love deeply that we know is suffering from things that they could fix if they shifted their mindset. In a relationship... I was going to say, you're not talking about me. You're talking about people in your life in general. Correct. And I I think that we all have that. Right. Um, So I think that... It starts with you've got to be a really good example. Like you just have to be living it. And when your partner sees that having a mindset that is empowering, having goals that you're excited about, like it feeds you and it nourishes you emotionally and it keeps you amped and excited. Um, And I'll, I'll give an example. So I started doing cold exposure. So one, you've known for a long time that the cold is one of my deepest, like I won't say fears, but because the physiological response that I have to the cold is exactly the same as anxiety, mm-hmm. it, it will trigger anxiety for me. And so I cannot be cold if I'm doing something that would already normally trigger my anxiety. So like if I'm going to do a speaking engagement, which of course is very anxiety uh, provoking, I cannot be cold. I can't. So I like put under layers on. I make sure that I have hot water. Uh, I really, really have to think about that because it 
it's yeah, it gets super weird. So getting into doing the cold exposure and you seeing me do the cold exposure made you like, Oh, Whoa, let me try it. Like, why are you doing that? And so you started asking me questions and I was telling you, like, it's something in my life that I really need to overcome. Like doing the Wim Hof episode, which was extraordinary by the way. And if you guys haven't seen the Wim Hof episode of impact theory, check that out. And finally he gave me something um, that it was just too enticing for me to look past, which was what he's able to do with his immune system. And so I thought, I really have to do this. And also marry that with David Goggins, needing to do something every day that sucks. And it's like, I do a lot of things every day that suck, but to add one more, I thought would be super, super powerful, especially because I've so avoided it. Like there's some part of my brain that was just calling me out every day. Like, you know that you're avoiding the cold thing. You know that it would be beneficial and you're still not doing it. And just so many people have said, cold exposure, cold exposure. So finally I was like, I'm not doing this because I'm afraid of it. So it's time to, I, I just can't live with things like that. Like they really start to eat away at me. And so because there's no risk to doing it other than that it really sucks, I thought, all right, it's time to do this. But did you ever really, like, did you think about, like, I want her to do it with me? No. Because I was going to say, because you never even asked. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, if the other person feels like you're doing it just to try to entice them, they feel judged. And that's what people really have to understand. When you're, if if you're doing something, even just for yourself, oftentimes people are going to feel judged, Mm -hmm. which is why when one person in a couple starts losing a lot of weight, the other person can really sabotage their success. Not because they don't want that person to be successful, because it makes them feel badly about themselves. It's a reflection on what they're not doing. Yeah, like they're making it a reflection. It's But it's really, obviously the person... um, Oh, I won't say obviously. The person may not be doing it for that reason. They may be doing it purely out of excitement for themselves. They want something. But that's why so often if your partner isn't in it with you as well, they'll just end up tripping you up intentionally or unintentionally by having food in the house or whatever. Well, the reason why I asked you, though, if you did it and you wanted me to join you um, is because... If you did want me to join you in something, I'll give you the, the keys to the kingdom, is I don't like being left out. And I didn't know if you know that about me. And you strategic, and I, you obviously just said, no, you didn't. So I get it. But if you ever want me to join in, it's like, just do it without me. And I'll start to feel left out and That's I'll join in. I do know that about your personality, but that didn't even cross my mind with something like this. Like when, so for everybody listening, so was doing the cold showers and was very concerned that it wasn't cold enough because we live in LA. Um, and so I started thinking about doing, which by the way, probably isn't true. And the, the shower that I did it in today um, stays, is pure cold. Whereas I think because of our shower nozzle, the one in our bedroom actually isn't quite pure cold, which is why after like the first 30 seconds, you're like, oh, this is like actually pretty bearable. Getting in that shower, it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. So um, that was really important. So anyway, seeing you get excited about that and then want to join, like that was just because I was setting an example. So when you set an example for the other person, that is really your only shot at getting them to do it without it being risky in the relationship. Now, you can do things that are risky in the relationship because if you see that your partner is struggling or if you see that they're tripping you up in your goals in some way, food being the easiest one, they're keeping food in the house that you have a hard time avoiding or something like that, then you have to sit down and have the conversation. But the the important thing to know is that they're feeling judged. The important thing is to find a way to make it a bonding exercise, something that's connecting you and drawing you together, to give them the space to process through it, to not pressure them because they... 
for better or worse, they absolutely must come to this on their own. Because play it out in your head. They don't want to do it. You want them to do it. You have the conversation. They're still resistant. They're backing into their, um, you know, their position. They're doubling down on it, not needing to do it, or I shouldn't have to do that, or I'm good enough without it, or whatever. And if you keep pushing, then you're just going to create a bigger and bigger chasm between you. Now, it will ultimately get to the point where you have a collision of values. But what you have to figure out is, is the collision of values really truly that you can't be in a relationship with somebody who's not pushing themselves? And if you can't be in a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody who's not pushing themselves, you really, again, have to play mm-hmm. that out. So collisions of values, you have to either negotiate them where, so like you and I have a, a very big difference of opinion about cleaning things up and being tidy. But ultimately, that's really quite a minor thing. And so that's never, while it, there are definitely moments of friction for us, it's, I don't think either of like, I could look at a world and if somebody said, you must start cleaning up the way that Lisa wants it cleaned, or you have to break up, I'd be like, obviously I'm going to clean the way that she wants it cleaned. So, and I think if somebody said you had to live in uh, a place that's as messy as it would be if we do things Tom's way, because it wouldn't be a total pigsty, but it would be way messier than you like it do that or break up, you'd say, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, and I think it's figuring out what those um, boundaries are and what those, um, yeah, boundaries. Like, or not even boundaries, what am I thinking? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure where you're headed. Um, what you're, uh, oh God, what's the word? So you have to figure out what's important to you. I'm not sure if that's where you're going, but like, there are definitely... Deal breakers, thank you. Oh, that was going to drive me nuts. But you have to figure out what your deal breaker is. So the real question, though, is how do you deal with deal breakers in a relationship? But I mean in the sense of if you said to me, I cannot be in this relationship unless we live the, in the mess that I want, right? Like, okay, now at least you've articulated to me your deal breaker. Ooh, I think it's way more complicated than it that. It is for sure, but I like the word deal breaker because it really does show... No, like, deal breaker is the right word. Yeah. I'm saying that if you... Giving ultimatums in a relationship is so dangerous. Like just the mere fact that you're giving the ultimatum is like the ultimate risk move. Yeah, yeah. And it it is giving an ultimatum will damage your relationship no matter what. Now, it may ultimately be the thing that saves your relationship. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like re-breaking a bone Mm -hmm. that is healed in inappropriately but like you're still fucking breaking a bone so you need to understand that if you give an ultimatum in your relationship that that is like the ultimate danger move and it cannot be a test ultimatum meaning it can't be fake yeah like i'm saying this to see what they're gonna do you know i just read this article about toxicity in a relationship Mm -hmm. and that was basic they didn't use the word ultimatum but that's what they meant yeah and they were saying if you oh i really wish i could remember uh, the word they used because it was quite interesting. But it's like if you're constantly putting the relationship like on that precarious position, mm. you're saying, well, if you don't do this, this relationship is over. Yeah. And so the exact example they gave was if you say something like, well, I can't be in a relationship where somebody doesn't set goals. Uh-huh. It's like that's actually toxic. Yeah. And so you yeah. – if it, but I can see a point where I would say that if it really was a collision of values. Like let's say, for instance, you were cruel to animals. I would say I can't be in a relationship with somebody who's cruel to animals. You can hate them inside, but if you're actively cruel to them, I cannot be in a relationship with mm-hmm. you. And so there are things in my life that I would make ultimatums Public over. disclaimer, I am not cruel to animals. No, you're not at all. You're <laughs> just, it's like so nice. Our dog is joking. insane. Um, but 
that is like I can see people making ultimatums way too fast and I can see people thinking I'm saying you can't make them. You can. It's just so, so, so dangerous. Yeah. And you've really got to be careful. So when The it, language you just, as an example there, it's so true because I don't, I think people try to do it more, like it's almost kind of flippant. Like, oh, I can't be with someone like that. You, it's very dangerous because you really are given an ultimatum but you're trying to do it in more of like a throwaway comment. But I think the person receiving it really hears it. Yeah, and it, it's one of those, and this is something that I think is one of like probably the three things I would say that has created stability in our marriage. Um, we don't do things that make the other person or, or even bring up the idea in our own minds that the relationship is insecure. Mm. And so it's why I don't ever make jokes about divorce ever. No matter how funny the joke would be, no matter how much you knew I was kidding, I don't like that word in my mouth. Mm. And like even now saying that I don't mm. make jokes about it, even in that example, I don't like to say it. I literally don't like to say that word in reference to you and I under any circumstance for any reason. So it's, that is something that reinforces in my own mind. So as people go into this and they really want their significant other to get excited about having goals and things, it, it is the ultimate long game play. And so you have to figure out because here's, this is where I come down to, you ready? I couldn't be in a relationship with somebody that didn't have goals and that wasn't moving towards something. But that... But you... Yeah, go on. But so I can say that because you do. I can say that because it's, it's a core part of your personality. But I get... I don't want to undermine how big of an issue this is. And if somebody were tripping me up because they don't like where I'm going... Like, you've never once asked me to slow down so you can so lead. Can lead yeah. And that's what people, like... You, you are a beast in the gym, an absolute fucking beast. And you make me insecure. And working out at the same time as you're working out does not make me feel good about myself. But I don't ask you to ease up. I don't ask you to be less of a beast until it started impacting your health. But like that's a thing for you and you love it. And despite the fact that it triggers insecurities in me, mm -hmm. that's a me thing. I have to deal with mm -hmm. it. I have to process through that. And so it would be disgusting of me to ask you to be less of who you want to be and the person you're striving to become because it triggers my insecurity. And it's like, the person that has that insecurity has got to fucking own that. And it's like, that's just the, the truth, man. And being in a relationship with somebody who's trying to fuck me up because they have insecurities, that is not okay. Now, I want everyone to really hear me. I would try a thousand things before I said, we're now at the ultimatum and yeah. I'm telling you right now, I can't be in a relationship with somebody that's like that. I would try everything else, defining terms, saying things are important. Um, lead by example. Lead, leading by example, 1,000%. Encouraging them, wanting them to feel good, like talking through it, listening, like where, what is their pressure point? Why is that hard for them? Supporting them to, um, you know, uh, this is dangerous, but like if I saw, if I saw the opportunity where this would be an emotionally safe thing to say, really want people to hear that. I would support them in seeking therapy for whatever it is that's holding them back because that is a weapon as well. Like maybe you should see a therapist. Like that, that is a barb to end all barbs. You cannot lead with that. Mm, but if, and, and this is one thing you and I've talked a lot about and I think one of the things that's made me successful at business relationships for sure is I'm very patient and looking for the moment where the person is receptive to what I think is right for the situation. And so... To hearing it, what you have to say. Correct. So... I wouldn't just be like, hey, maybe you should get a therapist. It's like, I'd look for that moment where you're like, you know, I'm at my wit's end. I've tried everything. And then 
if I could see that you really wanted solutions in that moment, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, there's one thing you haven't tried, which has been amazingly successful for a lot of people, and that's to see a therapist. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. And you know what I mean? So I, I don't think more words will help, but that is the, the bubble. It is a very hard issue. It is not something that's going to be easily solved. It is way advanced class shit. You've got to want them to win. You've got to love them through the process. You've got to be encouraging. You've got to lead by example. Yeah. Very true. And here's one thing, though, that I think that people struggle with and why sometimes people find themselves with partners where they don't have goals or a drive, but, you know, the other partner does. Um, I think it's because, let's say you're in a marriage or a relationship and you start, right, me and you, neither of us had a growth mindset when we first met. So now imagine you start to build that growth mindset I don't. So now let's say you're one year, two years in, you're trying to encourage me. And here's the truth. I may, I would, I didn't, but I've heard this happen where the other partner's like, well, you're the one that's changed. You're now trying to change me, but you're the one that's changed. I've been me this whole time. And now all of a sudden I'm not good enough for you. Like I can see that that being a type of argument that people get themselves into. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is crazy dangerous. As you were saying that, though, I was thinking, what would I actually say? I I would have in that moment been like, I think we have to define terms. I think all of this comes down to what kind of life do we want to lead? And I can tell you what I want for me, and it's the same thing that I want for you, which is that I really want to thrive. I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to love my life. And I think it is a fundamental truth of the human condition that we all long for improvement, that we want to get better, we want to gain mastery. It's why we go to school, it's why we practice the things that we love. It's like, you wanna get better, you want to um, stretch yourself and push yourself. I think that's a fundamental truth of the human condition. And since I believe that, I'm going to express that in my own life. I don't need you to do it, I want that Mm. for you because I really think that it would stoke you out and I think that you'd be happy if you did it and I think your life would be better and you would enjoy it more. But you don't need to do it to impress me or to please me. But to be upset with me because I'm doing it, that doesn't make sense because can we agree that you want for me to be happy? You want for me to be fulfilled? And I would actually make them say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, in, getting their buy-in. thousand percent. And like as you were saying it, I thought, oh, I know exactly what I would do. And I would be walking them into a benevolent trap where I would get them to agree that what they wanted for me was happiness and fulfillment. Okay, so... You want that for me. Now, can we also agree that each person has to define that for themselves? They're the only one living inside their skin. They're the only one that knows how they feel at any one moment. Yes. Okay, great. Because if they say no to either of those questions, it's going to come back to them. Because and it's not trying it, to be, you're not trying to be cruel to catch them. So I say it's a benevolent yeah, trap. Yeah. It is a trap. Right, right. Because what I'm trying to do is get them to see something about themselves. Right, because right. They're gonna, if they say no, they give me power to change them. So follow it through. So if they say yes, and it's very clear and it becomes self-evident, that, then that, that is true about them, mm-hmm. that they should want happiness for themselves. I should want happiness for them. That's very powerful in the marriage and very true. And if they say no, and they say um, no, people can't judge for themselves what makes them happy. They need somebody on the outside to judge for them, right? Okay, amazing. You just gave me the power to tell you what makes you happy. And since I know I want to take you somewhere beautiful anyway, then I'm just going to say, well, then I'll tell you from the outside, here's the truth. You need to set goals. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's why I'll Mm -hmm. call it a benevolent trap. No matter what they do, they either agree that what I'm doing makes sense. Now, the only, they may not still instill it in their own life, 
but they will have agreed that happiness and fulfillment is the aim, which I think most people will agree. And if they agree with that, then I'm certainly free to pursue it for myself. And now I get to lead by example with their, their full buy-in. And now at least they're not tripping me up. And if they do trip me up, then I can say, remember when we agreed to that and I feel like this is tripping me up or I know you don't intend it to trip me up and I'll just use diet again. I know you don't intend it to trip me up, but having the food in the cupboards is making it very hard for me. So can we agree either that you'll have a separate cupboard where you can keep things where I just won't happen upon it? That would be really helpful yeah. to or me. Or put a code in a lock so that I can't get in it and now I'm not tempted. And Right. And then it's kind of a cool moment because they either have to go into a special space or they have to, like, to have the Snickers bar, they have to go into a safe, which will make them feel some kind of way. So anyway, it, it's a high-risk game. Don't go into benevolent traps yeah. willy-nilly because, A, you have to be good at them so that they really are benevolent, which takes a lot of clarity and a lot of self-work, um, but is actually interesting. And that's one moment where I just walked you through what I would actually do. That's great. That was really good. If you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start, run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you, back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply one thing that I just realized as we were talking, realized this in real time, was I was like, he didn't acknowledge what I said earlier about the fact of like the cold showers, like, did you do it so that I would get enticed to do it? And I was like, he didn't really acknowledge what I just said. And as you have been talking, I was like, why does that bother me that I don't feel like you've necessarily acknowledged it? Well, it's it? even weirder because I did. Well, you acknowledged it, yeah, but I guess I wasn't satisfied with the acknowledgement. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't understand. Um, and I think I'm coming to like a self-realization right now is that I, I like that method of mine and you, uh, me and you with things like this. Like, I don't like it when you push me or you are, you know, a bit um, strong in your opinion of what I should do and not do. Cause that doesn't make, I don't, then I'm just like battling with like free will. <laughs> 
Um, and I don't, so I don't like that. Yeah, Me and you yeah. usually butt heads when that happens. But I've noticed that when you do things and you actually don't involve me and you don't actually even think of me, it almost like gets me more <laughs> curious. And I want you to know that about me, though. So that I can use it? Yes, because... right. Here's... This is like some inception shit. <laughs> because you just said it. I really believe that all you want is good things for me. Yes. And so I believe that all you want is good things. So use that as a tactic. If I'm interested, then I'll know myself it's because I want to. Right. If I'm not interested, I'll let you do it. And there you go. And there's no pressure. I mean, you don't butt heads because you're trying to persuade me. But I actually do like that as a tactic because like the cold shower, when you, you do a lot of different things and it's like some I do and some I don't. But the cold shower thing for some reason, like this year for me, I really want to step out of my comfort zone. And you do that a lot. Like, you've just got some weird standing board thing. Board. Like, no joke, guys. Anyone listening? You get packages once a week, every couple of weeks. And it's, like, the weirdest thing that you found online that you want to try. So you've got, like, this weird balancing board thing now. And and you don't really tell. It just arrives. And today, like, and the, the cold water thing, I was, like, I really, like, you're so in it. I want to do it. Like, I want to be a part of it because you get so excited. I see you look so excited. And I thought it's actually a nice way for me and you to bond. It's so interesting. You may be, you're probably not the only woman, but I thought it was so cute and so you that you said, oh, no, no, no. You, you can't go in the cold pool without me. Like, come on, it's important <laughs> to me. Right, you said, I'm not saying it's important. <laughs> I actually went to say like, the yeah, word. <laughs> I really want to get in the cold pool with you. And I thought, who fights to make sure that somebody does not go suffer without them? I thought, all right, that, that is amazing. But again, going back to like, I just, I realized that for so long you've done things without necessarily even um, telling me about it, just because I've never mm. really kind of almost jumped on board with the, these crazy things that you do. Um, so I thought, you know what? I just need to tell him. Like, I need to tell him I actually want to be involved. And it looks like it would be so much torture that... It's really interesting. So then... There's a bonding thing for me. Really fast, so I don't forget, I yeah. ordered a mobile standing desk. So it's literally a, yeah. like, stand on mm-hmm. wheels. So mm-hmm. you can just take it wherever you want. Yeah. There you go. Ah. I didn't order you one. Because <laughs> okay. I thought, just in case this is stupid. Let me and just try. so you guys know, the reason why he's saying it right now is because he does forget to tell me oh, a lot I of things. Sure. And then sometimes I get a little offended that you haven't involved me. Yeah, you'd be me. like, I just told you in the episode of Relationship Theory that I wanted to be included. <laughs> and the desk shows up and you didn't tell me about it. So I thought, man, this is bad Relationship Theory, but I got to tell you, I got the desk. <laughs> But it's so true. And I love that we can be this upfront and honest with each other. But anyway, okay. As we completely digress, on to the next question. That um, was a good one. That was a good one. Great I like question. that. Um, this one is from Deanna. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years. When we met, he was recently retired from the military. Since then, he's been trying to find his place in civilian life, which causes him a lot of anxiety. He goes back and forth between getting a day job, starting a business, or maybe a hybrid of the two. He currently goes to school and works random one-off jobs. I work a full-time job while building a business to replace the income from my day job to uh, to very soon break free from corporate America. He doesn't have the drive, ambition, or enthusiasm like I do. He takes much, much longer to complete things or even start things. I try to encourage him and support him, but I get frustrated when it takes him months to start a project and he's constantly coming up with excuses. I'm seeking advice on how to be less judgmental since we are each on our own journey while still trying to encourage him to be a better version of himself while loving him exactly where he is. 
He is so supportive of my ideas and he loves that I can work through my fears so easily. How can I nudge him to actually set goals that get him so excited to get out of bed in the morning without being a nagging girlfriend? Could this just be his fear-based thinking or more of a values misalignment? Do you have suggestions on how to refine, uh, sorry, how to define values alone and then together as a couple? Also some guidance on how to express our individual values to one another, because I don't want to assume we both know. How can we have our own set of values and make sure the other person understands the importance of those while still creating some of our own within the relationship? This is deep. And man, people are really starting to ask these like core questions. These are really powerful to me. So here's the reality. Do you want to take section at a time? Or We're going to have in? to because I'm, I'm going to forget. Okay. So there was one core part of this that I really want to address because I think it is so fundamental. And that is perspective is everything. What he has, I won't even get to the values in the relationship part. I'll just say his value system, his belief system is self-destructive. Now, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying the outcome is, is self-destruction. So the outcome is paralysis. The outcome is staying in bed every day. The outcome is being unhappy, not fulfilled. Like those, he is on a one-way collision course for that. If she has accurately represented the situation. And since I have no more information to go on, I will assume she has accurately identified that he isn't getting out of bed. He's not enthusiastic. He makes excuses. Like all things that I will consider self-toxic. Forget everything else. If you were on a desert island, these would be self-toxic. Now, the reason that I think that they're self-toxic is the human animal. Its fundamental state is to want to improve. Its fundamental state is to tap into things that are interesting to you. Now, why is interest important? Interest gives you energy. And so you could say it gives you enthusiasm because I don't mean it in any mystical way. I mean that you will actually, like all of a sudden, Mm. you will be more focused. So if you have ADHD, like the things that interest you are going to hold your attention more. There are measurable differences in brain chemistry, in focus, in attention, heart rate. I mean, it's just like the the slew of things and the more you take it from an interest to like a full-blown passion, the more the physiological response changes. So I'm just saying at a physiological level, this shit is real. And so he is doing things that are muting all of these natural tendencies that we have. And then the punishment is the lethargy, the sliding towards depression, all of that. So there are real fucking negative consequences to allowing yourself to exist in a substandard way. And I measure that not by moral judgments. I measure that by the human animal has had millions of years of evolution. And we have all these mechanisms to prod us to move in a certain direction, to make sure that we go on the hunt, to make sure that we provide for a family, to make sure that we are physically active, to make sure on and on and on and on. So he's doing things that are fighting against the evolution. They're maybe leaning into the modern society where you have all these conveniences, that there's food right down the street, so you don't have to like motivate yourself to get stronger and to go out. But like when you really have to worry about being strong enough to win in a fight against a rival um, tribe, like all of a sudden you don't fuck around and you like really do your thing. Now, as I was listening to it at the very beginning of the question, I was like. I just had this moment of, will motherfuckers please stop wanting life to be easy? Like the very point, literally in the shower. And I wish people could hear this. So you got in the shower both the first day and the second day, and you clearly did not want to turn the cold water on. And each time you had this moment where all of a sudden you changed and you're like, come on, Lisa, why are you being such a wuss about this? And I knew she's going to grab that cold handle and jam it on. And you did because you flipped your mind to stop wanting this to be easy. 
Because what you were struggling with in that moment was, I don't want to suffer. And once you switched it to, stop being afraid of suffering, that's some bullshit, and you then hit it. And today, I was doing the Wim Hof method the way he actually says to do it, which is to end on cold, which I'd never done before. And so there I was in the warm water, and I'd already started cold. So I started cold and had the like, <gasps> you know, like that whole moment and realized, oh shit, this shower stays cold. And so I was like, there isn't going to be like what I had misinterpreted before is, oh, I'm getting used to it. Mm-hmm. I realized, oh, no, 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 I wasn't getting used to it. <laughs> it actually ever so slightly warmed up. So yeah. even though it was still full cold, yeah, yeah. the other showers just, they got slightly warmer. This one stayed really cold. And so I was like, when I flip this back, it's going to suck. And I'm going to end being really cold. And when I get out, is that going to make for that miserable feeling where I just cannot get warm again? And I thought, God, what if that ends up lasting for hours and I'm going to have to go and like get tea and like drink tea or something to try to warm myself back Mm -hmm. up. And so I'm playing this whole scenario Mm -hmm. in my head about this could really have consequences on my day. And so I'm like, time out, motherfucker. These are what are known as excuses. You're making excuses. You're trying to rationalize why it would actually be a bad idea. And so I thought, flip the script. You're going to stand in this cold ass water you get to be a stud. You get to feel studly. Like, that's what this moment is. This moment is the suffering's rad because now you get to endure suffering, which you get to feel good about. Mm. And so then I was like, fuck, yeah. I had put a phone outside so I could actually time and make yeah. sure that I didn't wuss out. And so I said it. I knew I only owed myself 30 seconds because that's what he says to do in the method. So I put it to 30 seconds and I said, I'm you know, going to watch the timer as it goes to make sure that I'm not counting moments where it isn't fully cold. And so by the time it went fully cold, it was like 21 seconds or something. So I'm like, okay, I know I need to get to a minute and 11 seconds, and that will be a full 30 seconds of cold. And so I'm standing there letting it go, and then I get to that, and I'm like, I can keep going, let it go. And so I end up being in the water for, I don't know, a minute and 15 seconds or something like that. And it was awesome because I got to feel good about myself. And so that's what people have got to do. They've got to stop wanting things to be easy. And that isn't an easy, like you can't just say that to your partner. I was going to say, how is she, because she may be listening to this and go, I completely agree. Now what though? Play this episode. And so as I... Walk me through that then. How do you exactly, if you or her, even approach that issue? Because I think that's a big thing because we even said it earlier, right? Like how do you... Like you try to like encourage people to listen, but you can't want it for them. You've got to marry everything that I'm saying in this answer with the first answer. Mm. You're going to have to look for the right moment. You can't just blunt force trauma, grab them by the ear or while they're laying in bed, just say, hey, fuck you, sloth. I'm going to put this on. That will never work. That will implode in your face. But you've got to look for that moment where they're like, I just wish I knew how to change. Rad, hey, I have an episode for you. I want you to listen. Because here's the reality. His perspective, which is what I started with, Mm -hmm. is fucked. And his perspective is that life should be easy, that it's okay to make excuses, that it's okay to not feel good, that it's okay to not even search out to figure out what does the human animal need. Like, this isn't a judgment. This isn't a moral thing about him. This isn't a moral failing on his part. This is that you're living a life that is not optimized. Like, Mm. you've got a perspective that thinks things are supposed to be easy, that that is the ideal state, instead of you're a stud for doing things that are hard, for doing things that suck, that move you towards what you want. So I think that's reality. And when you were reading the question, I thought what he needs is he needs to be around people. Five, as they say, you're the average of the five people mm-hmm. you spend the most time with. That have nothing to do with her so that he knows this isn't manipulations by um, a romantic partner. 
He needs to be around five people that he respects that hold him to a higher standard. Because the, the real changes in my life came when I started hanging around people that had a perspective and a value system that were empowering. And then just to fit in, you start thinking in an empowering fashion. Yeah. Um, it's very true. The one thing that like, and I don't know, but like going back to what you said, like, does he need therapy? I don't know what experience he had in the military. So I don't know how much he's um, got some things he needs to PTSD, work through. PTSD, yeah. assuming is where you're talking um, Right. Um, so that's definitely something that I'll start with. Um, and then going through like the rest of the question regarding goals, what me and you do, even now when we've like, we've discussed it so much, like when it came to 2019, it was like, all right, what are the goals for 2019? What are the business goals? And do we both buy into those business goals? And then what are our personal goals? And how do we get there? And how do we help each other? And so it's really kind of, I mean, it's, how we do it now is we just divide it up, right? You write your goals, I write mine, and then we write the companies. Or in fact, the companies comes first. Um, but then I look at what are my personal goals. And if they don't directly fit into the companies, how do I still get them or how do I still achieve them without necessarily making it part of the company? Like, do I, is this a hobby? Is this in my spare time? Is this something that I do on a Saturday? Is this a selfish moment? Um, things like that. Truth. That's it? That's it. All right. Um, do we, we, did we fully answer that question? Uh, well, you, I think there were other parts to it that I don't remember off the top of my head, so you'd have to go I feel back. like, yeah, I feel like we kind of skimmed through the second section. Um, so how can she actually nudge, or how can she nudge him to actually set goals that get him so excited to get out of bed in the morning? without being an agging girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is she has to shift this perspective. She can't want it for him. He has to shift that perspective. Mm. Yeah, I mean, th- this is why I find it so deeply distressing that you can't want things for people. The reality is that hopefully he's not a have-to-hit-rock-bottom-to-make-change kind of guy. Um, I think the only way for him to make change is if he presents to her that he has an actual interest in changing and just doesn't know how at which point she can play this episode or give him one of a thousand books. May I suggest starting with Mindset, play the David Goggins episode. Like David Mm. Goggins, I'm sure it doesn't work for everyone, but God, man, when I listen to him, I'm just like, I I am excited to be a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. It's not guilt, it's not shame. You just hear him talk and you hear how hard it was for him to go from hating himself and thinking he was the weakest man God ever created, his words, Mm. and then how he goes on to become the toughest man on earth. It is so inspiring and so exciting. And because you see in that yourself, right? And it really got me thinking about, like, I've achieved at a, a level where it is all too easy for me to slide into my own version of mediocrity, where it's like, I mean, this is pretty cool. Like, people are impressed like i'm impressed like but this certainly isn't where i want to stop and so goggins hits me like a sledgehammer every time i listen to him and i'm like there's more man there are levels like there are levels to this shit and so i don't know like it it could be something like that getting him to especially because he's a military guy like hearing goggins story i think is is beyond that's interesting 
Yeah, it's actually very interesting. Funny thing is, in my head, it didn't. I didn't actually make the connection. But yeah, you're right. Cool. All right, guys. Well, actually, before we kind of, I mean, we're wrapping, but um, one thing that we're going to start to do is if you guys are loving the show and it's bringing you value, screenshot it. And if you do put it on your IG story and tag us, um, we're going to start to reshare. So, some of them. Some of some them, of yes. Them, yeah. Reshare. Um, I don't know how we're, which ones we're resharing, do you? I've honestly, we'll, we'll pick rad ones. We'll pick the most enthusiastic, the most fun, the most interesting. Um, so like showing what you're doing with it, like that's fun or where you watch it or how you watch it with your partner. Mm. Um, so ones that we've shared in the past, there was a cool one where they each had mugs in front of them. One was Han Solo and the other was Princess Leia. And then in the background was relationship theory, um, stuff like that. The, the more fun and interesting, the better. Cool. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you're not following me at Lisa Billu, go check out um, my Instagram page. And if you're not following Tom, it is at Tom Billu. If you're not following IT Comics, it is wow. at IT Comics. And if you're not following Women of Impact, go check us out there as well at Women of Impact. Indeed. All those handles, baby. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Truly, we are beyond grateful. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Be legendary and happy 2019. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.